Hey there, I'm Ashley, and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I am an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work-family-social-life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so much more. We think that living a healthy lifestyle is for every member in the family, from young children to adults. Everyone in the household will benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. If you're ready to learn some helpful tips for the whole family, let's do this thing. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to do a special series on self-care for the holidays because as awesome as the holidays are, we know how difficult it is to actually enjoy those little moments because we're usually so wrapped up with everybody else's stuff or just putting too much on our plate. And so we just kind of wanted to come at you. We're going to have like a a four-part mini series here. And we're going to start out by talking about boundaries uh, for teachers and caregivers. And the reason we threw teachers in there is because, you know, Roberta and I are both teachers. So we see a lot of this stuff happening with teachers as well as other caregivers like nurses and uh, just like moms in general. So We'll just get going here, get dig right in. I'll start by saying that no is a complete sentence. Weird, right? Like we're not used to just saying no to things, especially if you're a yes person. (laughs) Um, So no does not require an explanation and it does not require you to say, but instead I could. So I'm just like with this first like intro here, does this sound like any of you? (laughs) So no is a boundary. So we're talking about boundaries today. And no is not something I hear teachers and caregivers saying too often to others. Boundaries are ways to say no to things that aren't serving us or our families in any way or are not contributing to the values we have deemed important in our lives. There's a lot of things that pop up during the holidays at school or outside of school or just in your like church community or, you know, outside of outside of your family home and stuff like that. That can be super fun for us to do, but can also be very draining for others uh, or for yourself. So things I'm thinking about that pop up during the holiday season, like Secret Santa, cookie or gingerbread decorating contests, dress up contests, church events, volunteering events at soup kitchens or toy drives, and the list goes on and on and on and on, right? You're probably thinking, but I love this stuff. And trust me, I do too. But if I said yes to everything on the list of things that we could do during the holiday season, I would be putting my priorities like my family, myself, and my actual teaching job last. Okay, so think about that. Like if you are saying yes to everything that comes up, you're kind of putting everything else on the back burner. And we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. But so are you a yes woman? Or if you're a guy listening to this, are you a yes man? Unfortunately, too many teachers that I know and caregivers say yes to everything because we are givers. We love to give of our time. We love to give of our, you know, we love volunteering. We love helping others. That's just kind of the nature of us teachers and us caregivers, right? We always, we, we tend to put other people 
in front of ourselves. What I see is this causes us to feel overwhelmed and super busy all the time. So seriously, think about this. Take a second. Be honest with yourself. Do you say yes to too many things that drain your energy and suck up your time? When you're asked to do something, do you say yes, even though your insides are screaming at you not to add one more thing on your plate today? So what do I notice from the outside looking in when I see people doing this to themselves? They're taking on way too much. I see a lot of complaining happening. I think of like, I'll just, I'll, I'll give you an example in, in school, right? Teachers tend to take on way too much and they get asked of way too much. Now, just because you're being asked of something like we'll get into, doesn't mean you have to say yes. But unfortunately, kind of the nature of teachers is, well, if I'm asked, then I have to say yes, right? Like, no. (laughs) So what ends up happening is you start complaining a lot because, oh, this person asked me to take this on and blah, 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 blah. And I really didn't want to, but I said yes anyways. Okay, so then you start not liking your job as much, which then kind of trickles into the classroom and you start feeling a little bit more stressed and maybe agitated at things that like students are doing or other educators are doing. And so your stress starts rubbing off on other people. You have a loss of energy. So maybe you Monday comes around and normally during a regular season, Monday isn't so terrible for you. Uh, But Monday comes around during the holiday season if you're taking on too much and you are like, I have no energy for this. I do not want to be here. Um, I am feeling very overwhelmed, very stressed out. I have way too much on my plate today. Okay, so lots of complaining happening, lots of loss of energy. When you take things on that don't serve you, you're basically telling yourself that you don't matter and you're not worthy because everyone else's needs come before yours. So if this is you, think about that. Are you taking on too much because you're like, well, I I can put myself last. That's normal for me. I always do this. I always put myself last. It's no big deal. When you do that, again, you're telling yourself that you're not worthy. This does not serve most of us well, obviously, uh, because especially teachers and caregivers, because you are taking care of others. And so if you're not taking care of yourself first, if you're not putting you first, filling your cup first, you don't have the energy to help others when they need it, to help give of yourself during this season. So putting yourself first, telling yourself that you're worthy is actually the best thing that you can do for you and everyone around you. I'll just kind of start out by saying you're not special. (laughs) So hear me out because I I don't mean that in like a harsh way Um, because everyone is special and you're all special in your own unique way. But what I mean is a lot of times we say yes to everything because we think, well, who's going to do it if I don't? Right. So we think like, oh, we're we're the special one. We're the one who is going to come in and save the day because no one else is going to do it. Right. Where I'm going to let you in on a little secret. That's not true. And let's talk about this for a second, right? (laughs) Let's think about this. So first off, do you actually know that that's true? Who would do it if I didn't? Do Do you know that that's true? Has whoever is asking you to do this thing actually asked every single person that they know to take it on? Do you know that? 
do you know that they've talked to everybody? And if they truly have, and no one else has said yes, besides you, is it really that important anyways, if you're really the only one that cares about it that much to take it on? And really, you don't care about it enough to take it on because you really don't want to take it on, right? So is it really that important? If no one else wants to jump in and do it and give of their time, is it really a tragedy if it doesn't happen? My guess is no. So if no one else is jumping up in excitement to volunteer, it's probably okay that this thing doesn't happen in the first place. Because if no one is really excited to take it on, then it probably means that they're not that excited to do the event at all. Let that sink in for a second, right? Like we always tell ourselves like, well, who's going to do it if I don't? So on the flip side of this, if they haven't asked everyone that they know and you're taking it on because you just feel like you have to, you could actually be robbing this opportunity from someone that would really thrive in this position. So having that, well, who would take it on if I don't? Maybe there is somebody that actually wants to take it on that would light up from doing this thing, right? I'm just going to use a silly little secret Santa event at school, for example. So you've been asked to take this event on again this year because you've done it the last three years in a row. You really enjoyed it then because you didn't have a lot of outside, other outside priorities, right? But maybe this year, okay, this is kind of an extreme example, but just go with it, right? <laughs> All right. So this year you have a family member in the hospital. You just had a baby after Christmas last year, and you're in the early stages of pregnancy again. The three years previous to this, you loved Secret Santa because nothing was going wrong during the Christmas season. You didn't have family members in the hospital. You were in the last stages of pregnancy last year. And so you were just glowing with excitement. Now you have a basically newborn baby at home and you're pregnant again and so you're exhausted and plus you're like running to the hospital right and so taking on one more thing this year adding it to your plate you know that your energy for this event is going to be crap right secret santa you've loved in the past but if you take it on this year you really don't want to. You're kind of resenting it because it's taking away time from other things in your life that are more important to you in this season, right? We we have, we go through different seasons. The last three years was a season for you. You loved it. You didn't have anything else going on. This year, you're very busy. This is a different season. Even though it's a Christmas season, it's a different season for you. You know, taking on more for you just sounds terrible. You know your energy is going to be not good, which means that involvement in it probably isn't going to be good because the energy that you put out into things, other people can feel that, right? Like you've, you've all been probably a part of something that you really love and you can tell that the person putting it on just doesn't have the energy or the enjoyment or thrill or whatever to do it. And so then you kind of feel like blah, right? Um, so if you took this event on, you'd be very resentful of it. You could also be taking that Christmas spirit away from someone else who would really enjoy it. Uh, like maybe there's a new person at school who just loves Christmas and they love Secret Santa and they love organizing all that stuff. You could be taking that away from them because you just felt like you were the only one who was going to take it on. 
even though you don't even know if that's true or not. Kind of like sitting down and thinking about when you're asked to do something, think about how you feel when you're being asked to do something. Is it going to light you up or is it going to drain you? And think about if that story that you're telling yourself is actually true. So, and then again, like if you really truly are the only person that would take it on, does that event really need to happen in the first place? (laughs) And one, one thing I kind of think about, because some of us, we can get kind of guilty when it comes to church stuff. Um, One thing I think about my first year of teaching when I was really involved with the church up there, they had this, it was a, um, I think it was Christmas Eve, they did it. And it was like a live version of like the nativity scene and like basically doing a little play or a little skit with the kids who wanted to be involved. And it seemed like every year that this event happened, nobody wanted to do it. (laughs) And it was super cute. And so this is why everyone had was, was so torn with it because it was cute. All the parents loved it. They loved seeing their kids in the costumes and going through the little skit or the play or whatever we want to call it. I think we even had like live animals because we had lots of farmers up there that could bring their animals in. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember, but (laughs) so it was really cute. All the parents loved it. Everybody else in the church loved it. And so that's why everyone felt like it had to keep happening. Now, me, who was kind of an outsider to the community, I, I kept thinking about this, like, because I think I was asked to help too. And it was my first year of teaching. And I was like, no, I can't. I'm like, I'm so swamped right now. I can't imagine taking something else on right now. And even though I loved it, like I loved the kids, I, I thought it was a super cute idea. For me, it would have been very like it would have been something that I would have not enjoyed doing because I would have been thinking about other, all the other things I had to do at school. Um, and so, and it seemed like it was that kind of mentality for everyone who took it on. It was like, well, I guess it's my turn this year because I haven't done it in the last five years or whatever. So no one actually like really enjoyed doing it. It was just a well, I guess we have to do this because this is how we've always done it. And I guess it's my turn this year because the church likes it. Everybody loves it. It's super cute. So we have to keep going with it, right? Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call false on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> If nobody actually liked doing it, then just because it has, was done in the past doesn't mean that it actually has to keep going. Yes, it was very cute. Yes, everybody loved it. But if nobody was actually willing and loved taking it on, then in my opinion, there was no reason for it to keep going. Because draining somebody else of their energy to cause happiness and create happiness in the rest of the church community for like that very short period of time when it was like weeks of preparing and weeks of rehearsal and everything and trying to get people together. And it was just super stressful is not worth it in my opinion. And maybe you disagree with me. I don't know. What do you think? No, I agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe that kind of, kind of hit you better than the secret Santa example, but um, it is a good example. Yeah. Just because like, 
church is so, you know, everyone feels like they have to do everything for the church because, well, you know, it's God related and we have to do everything for, for mm -hmm. God. Well, but are you doing it for God or are right. you doing it for the church? <laughs> well, and if, and if what's, I think that's a moment to step back and say, okay, what is it that is enjoyed? Well, if it's just seeing the kids in costumes and they're super cute, then there's other things that can be done, you know, like put them all in costumes and have them sing right. a popular Christmas hymn or song mm -hmm. and have them come half hour before the service mm -hmm. one time to practice singing and then sing it. And, and you still get the cuteness factor, but not nearly the amount of work, you know, it's just taking those priorities and thinking, okay, well, what's actually realistic mm -hmm. and what, what would still bring joy without causing someone else to be drained. Right. So of course, on the other side of no is yes. And so you're probably thinking, well, if I say no to everything, then I mean, what's the point in the holiday season? Well, that's not what I'm getting at here. What I'm getting it at is that you say no to the things that you know are going to drain your energy that you know are not fulfilling for you. Like I said, the other side of no is yes. When you say no to the things that don't serve you or light you up and bring you joy, you make more room for those things that do bring you joy. And then you can say yes to the things that light you up, which inevitably brings more happiness and joy during the holiday season. So like I said earlier, all those examples of things and like, you're like, but I love all these things. And I want to do all these things. Well, if that's you and you have time to fit all those things in and all those things light you up and bring you joy and you still have time for your job and you still have time to make time for your family and yourself, well, then by all means do it. But if not, and there's certain things on that list that you're like, Ugh, I just, I can't imagine doing this this year. It just sounds awful. Well, then say no, <laughs> right? Because then you have, you have more. Uh, time to say yes to those things that do let you up and bring you joy. So I believe this is a huge reason that people get so burnt out during the holidays is because we're always taking things on that don't serve us and our families and our values. We are saying yes to the wrong things, which brings our energy down, which we've already kind of talked about brings energy down in whatever event we're hosting or whatever. And then our sense of joy and holiday spirit come down as well, which leads to burnout which is not the intent of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love the holidays so much. And I've gotten so good over the years at saying no to things that I don't want to do. And I yeah. think that's why I love the holidays so much because I can actually enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. And I so, think if you're one of these people that's saying, Oh, I'll find time for myself after the holidays, or I'm just holding out until the holidays are over. Those are mm -hmm. some big clues that that you need to sit down and think about your priorities and what is mm -hmm. what is needed because like Ashley talked about at the beginning um, and we're going to talk about in more depth next week you can't fill other people up if you don't have a full tank if you don't mm -hmm. have a full love tank if you don't have a full cup whatever your um, you know visualization is you have to take care of yourself first. You have to put on that air mask first, right? Mm -hmm. 
And um, so if you find yourself saying things like that, like, well, once the holiday season's over or it'll be my new year resolution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, don't wait, start, start today because the holidays and everyone around you will be better off for it. Mm-hmm. And you'll just be more present in those moments as well, which makes you love the holidays more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you feel drained, like I just, we just talked about um, your energy, everything, say no. No is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain yourself. People might ask you for an explanation. You don't have to give it. You can just say, no, I don't feel like this is going to jive with the holiday season this year. So I'm sorry. I'm saying no. And we'll kind of, I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit, how to like kind of <laughs> get through that. Because I know when I'm saying no right now, some of you are like cringing, like, oh, no, I can say that. I can, I can say no. <laughs> So I, like I said, I know it's much easier than it sounds, uh, especially because as teachers and caregivers, we're just so used to doing everything, all the things, all the time and being everything to everybody. But I am really going to challenge you to start using that no muscle. And it is, it's a muscle. It's something you have to exercise. You have to use it daily. <laughs> We've been, I don't know if you, if you guys, do you remember I remember hearing this before I had kids where don't say no to your kids. Do you remember that, Roberta? Mm, <laughs> yeah, but it's not like I believed it. Yeah, I know. Like we went through this phase and I don't, it was before we had kids and I don't even, it didn't even last that long. I don't think, but there were like experts coming out saying, well, we can't say no to our kids. That's just, that's not good. We just, you know, there's, there's other ways to say it. Um, I'm sorry, but I believe that saying no is absolutely okay. (laughs) Like, no, you can't do that. No, you can't jump off of the playground like that. You're going to break your arm. You know? No, don't touch the hot stove. Right. (laughs) So I love saying no. Like, love it. I am very good at saying no to things at school when they pop up. I know some people, they get an email and it's like, oh, we need volunteers for this and this and this. And there's some people I can just see in my head right now that like jump up at the drop of a hat. Yep, I can do it. I can do it. And there's me sitting back like, nope, this is not serving me right now. I do not want to take that on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then there's also things like, uh, so I'm on the wellness committee at school. And one of the things that we came up with was uh, for the winter time, getting out and uh, getting getting our community out on the lake and doing some ice fishing. So I signed up for that because I love ice fishing. My family loves ice fishing. I knew I could get my husband and my family involved in it. So, but if I hated ice fishing, that would be an event that would be awful for me to try and plan because I knew I would know nothing about ice fishing. I would know nothing about the area or the lakes around us. And so it would just be, it wouldn't be fun keep that in mind, like, as you're saying yes to things, well, is this something that's going to be fun for me? Because if not, then you shouldn't say yes. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, there's it, it will be fun for somebody else. So give them that opportunity. 
of course, there's countless examples, like we could go on and on and on about boundary setting. Um, but we just wanted to give you this little reminder today to pay attention to the way that you're feeling when you're getting asked to take more things on. Pay attention to how your body feels. Are you tensing up when somebody asks you something and you're about to say yes? Do you break out into sweats? <laughs> like if that email comes through and you're like, oh gosh, I feel guilty. I should say yes. Oh, but I really don't want to. Um, and then you start kind of like, you know, sweating or tensing up or whatever, your heart starts beating faster. Like that's an indication that you should not say yes to that thing. That is guilt coming through because you think that you should say yes, but it's, you don't have to. Um, but on the flip side, or do you get excited? Does your heart start beating faster because you're getting excited and you're like smiling about the opportunity and you're like, Oh, I could get my family involved in this. This would be really fun. That's an indication that you should say yes. If you have time, that's the other part of it. Do you have time to say yes? Or is it going to be something that sounds really fun, but it's going to kind of get in the way of other plans that you have going on also. So that's another thing to think about. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> some things that we just wanted to kind of leave you with um, some helpful tips for setting boundaries over the holiday season. And um like I just kind of mentioned, but don't let guilt guide your decisions. Uh, if you are feeling like the only reason you have to say yes is because you've done it in the past, or you think that nobody else is going to say yes to it, uh, or you don't want to disappoint the person asking you, uh, then that's guilt. Okay. That's not letting your heart and your values do the decision-making for you. That's letting guilt guide your decisions. So like a good example could be going to certain people's houses over Christmas because we are past Thanksgiving now. So let's, we'll just throw Christmas in there. Um, and I'll actually kind of get down to my, my other, one of my other tips, which is plan, plan, plan. Okay. So we're going to kind of talk about guilt and planning in the same sentence here or same thought. So I come from a divorced family and this always used to be a hot button topic for us. And um, I would let guilt guide my decisions sometimes because all of our parents would be basically fighting over us and our time and like, well, you were here last year. You should be with us this year. And well, you were with them last year. You should be with us, you know? And so I would kind of be torn in the middle as children of divorce often are. <laughs> and mm -hmm. So I would kind of let guilt guide my decision on where to go. Well, to talk about planning, right? Um, I had, I had these difficult conversations with our families and just kind of basically laid it out. Like we can't do three holidays on one day anymore, like three different families. It's way too much. It was fine when we didn't have kids. It was really not a huge deal for us traveling from place to place. I mean, it was kind of slightly annoying, but I, we also liked seeing everybody if, if our holiday ended up landing on the same day. But after we had kids, that was not possible anymore. So we had to have those difficult conversations. Okay, that's another reason why people don't like setting boundaries is because they don't like having those hard conversations with people. Um, but it doesn't have to be hard. I mean, yes, it's probably going to be hard, but it doesn't have to be like, emotional or harsh. And I'll talk about that in a minute. So we had these difficult conversations with our families and 
to help with the planning process. I actually, this sounds super nerdy and weird that we had to do this, but it helped a lot. Um, we actually started a document that I keep in my drive folder and I keep track of where we were the year before for every holiday from July 4th to Easter, to Christmases, to Thanksgivings, um, because then I know, and I don't feel like I have to be like, well, oh gosh, where were we? Because literally all my holidays blend together, you guys. I can't keep them straight to save my life. <laughs> so this document really helped because then we weren't relying on our family members to tell us where we were because their stories didn't always exactly match up either. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then I was like, easy for me to just look at the document and be like, nope, this is where we're going. And we were here last. And this has helped all of our families, not just like me and my husband and my kids. This has helped all of our families. I'll be like, oh, I looked at the document and this is where we were last year. And then they just, they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Instead of it being this hard conversation every single year, they just have like come to, oh yeah, she she kept track of that we're we're good everybody's everybody's getting time like it is fair and you know I do want to spend time with everybody so I didn't want that to be an issue and I didn't want it to feel like we were spending too much time with one side of the family over the other and everything so you know we had to have those hard conversations and we have to plan 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this goes with like the day of too like where are you going to be sleeping? Where are you going to be driving to? Uh, how much time do you plan on driving or flying? Some people are flying across country, right? Like maybe you don't want to fly to said individual's house this year because it doesn't fit in with your budget. And so that might be a, a hard conversation that you have to have with people. But you know, if you're setting those boundaries and like, no, I'm sorry, this is where we're at this year, it's just not going to happen. And for you, if it's a, if it's a, an issue of, well, I want to spend time with these people, then maybe explain that to them and say, you know what, like this isn't fitting into our budget now, but at some point during the year, we would like to see you. So we'll, we'll have to figure something out later on. So that I think it's also okay to say, you know, this isn't ideal for us right now. It was a hard decision. I'm already feeling really sad about it. Mm-hmm. Please don't make me feel worse. Right. You know, and saying that, however, that feels good for you to say that, but I think that's, that's okay too. Right. So, you know, like I had given an explanation, but maybe with certain family members, you don't feel like you need to, and that's okay. Like we talked about, no, this doesn't work for me right now is all you have to say. If that, feels comfortable to you well and sometimes it doesn't feel comfortable either but sometimes Mm -hmm. you know there's there you do you do want to give an explanation for it depends it depends on your family dynamic and your family members so I don't want to just say like no because that can sound harsh to people right like if you're not wanting to come off harsh then however that fits into your family dynamic and your Um, you know, I was more so thinking no, as in like the teacher aspect, like if an administrator asks you to take something on, if it, if it's not like your job is on the line for it or whatever, and it's just like this extra duty, um, no is fine. Simply saying no, no, this Mm -hmm. isn't going to work for me, but you know, 
that might be different in a family dynamic setting. So, um, you know, like setting boundaries doesn't have to be emotional or harsh. So we kind of talked about that. Uh, like I said, if saying no is too harsh, then figure out a different way to say it. Uh, if well, how you're saying something sounds too emotional or you have a tendency to make it emotional um, to the other person, then like sit down and do some role playing with yourself. Like, how can I say this statement so that it's not coming off like I'm angry with this person or, you know, whatever, then do some role playing and figure out how it would sound best coming out of your mouth. All right. Uh, last one would be have realistic expectations. So you can't make everyone's expectations a reality, um, but you can change your own to be more on the realistic side. Hopefully this episode was helpful and gets you kind of thinking about, you know, different things that may be making you feel blah during the holiday season and <laughs> really light you up and, and give you that extra joy and happiness during the season that we all deserve because we all we all deserve it <laughs> hey you guys roberta and i want to get the word out there about our podcast so if you have anyone in mind that needs to hear it please make sure you share it with them but also we want to give you guys a little something so if you share to your stories uh, one of our episodes, it doesn't even have to be this one, but either a screenshot or like a 15 second nugget that you got out of it, share by Wednesday of this coming week and your name will get entered into a drawing for a little Amazon gift card. So help us get the word out and let's do this thing. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mamas podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mamas podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.